Hello, church family. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jared, and I'm the worship director here at Leroy UMC. This week, we continue our series titled God at the Movies, and Pastor Matthias will be talking about humor. Is there any comedy relief in the Bible? We'll find out soon. Let's send it over to Matthias. My friends, uh, this morning we're continuing with our uh, sermon series for this month, uh, God at the Movies. Um, the idea for this series is each Sunday we hear a scripture reading and then also uh, watch a clip uh, from a movie and put the two together uh, and see uh, what we can find. And this morning, uh, our movie clip comes from, uh, well, it, it comes from a somewhat obscure movie, uh, but a Coen Brothers uh, comedy called Hail Caesar. Um, so you, you may, are not likely uh, to know the movie, but that's all right. The main thing uh, about our clip this morning isn't so much the dialogue or the plot as it is the genre. Uh, the genre this morning of our clip and our scripture passage are both comedy. Uh, Hail Caesar, it's, it's a little bit of a dry comedy. It's not straightforward slapstick. Uh, and our scripture passage is also kind of a rare example of biblical uh, humor. Uh, and also, just to give the clip a little bit of context before we see it, um, in the scene, uh, basically a movie producer uh, played by Josh Brolin uh, is doing research for a big Bible movie uh, that his studio is about to put on. And so he has gathered together a Catholic priest, Greek Orthodox patriarch, Protestant minister, and Jewish rabbi to discuss the question of who is Jesus. Uh, and for folks who are joining us online, um, just so you know, unfortunately for copyright reasons, we can't uh, show the stream uh, to you over Facebook, but uh, if you would like to watch the clip, uh, we'll be sharing the URL just in the comment section. If you want to click over to that and then come back and join us. Uh, and before uh, we see the clip, our scripture reading this morning uh, comes from the book of Acts, chapter 20, verses 7 through 12. And to give the scripture a tiny bit of context, this happens uh, during Paul's final journey back to Jerusalem. He's stopping at different churches uh, on his way to Jerusalem, and this happens at uh, one of his stops. But friends, Acts 20, verses 7 through 12, listen now for the word of the Lord. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people and, because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. And seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a very deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate, and after talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, please pray with me. Lord of life, if this message shows your presence among us, then let it be heard and remembered. 
But Lord, if this message does not show your presence, then let it be forgotten in an instant. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When most of us think about the Bible, the very last thing that we think of is comedy. In fact, my guess is that to the average American, reading the Bible is probably about as hilarious and fun as reading the Bill of Rights or a textbook on ancient Egyptian dentistry. And there's a reason for that. For one thing, most of us aren't taught to expect comedy in the Bible. I mean, from the time that we're kids, we associate scripture with sitting in uncomfortable pews while someone reads scripture passages about really boring instructions on how to build an ark or a tabernacle or endless family genealogies. Then again, some of us might not see comedy in the Bible because we're just so familiar with it. The more that you read the stories of the Bible and become familiar with them, the less likely those stories are to surprise you or shock you. And of course, some might even think that it's inappropriate for comedy to be in the Bible. We associate comedy today with carelessness and silliness and foolishness, and that's not what we've been told the Bible is about. Scripture is about very serious life and death issues. There's no room for jokes. From our familiarity with it to our expectations of it, most Americans are more likely to be shocked by finding a funny story in Scripture than by finding a story about a man who's swallowed by a whale. And yet, in spite of our assumptions, our training and our expectations, comedy is in the pages of Scripture, hidden carefully sometimes. Today's Scripture passage is the perfect example, Acts 20, 7 through 12. Now, when I read that Scripture passage a little bit ago, I couldn't help but notice that I got absolutely no laughs. I think I heard maybe one distant chuckle, but that was about it. And I'm willing to bet that is because of the reasons that we just talked about. We hear a really weird or strange scripture passage like Acts 20, and our minds immediately assume that it has to be serious. If it's strange, that's just because it's incredibly deep and profound, and we just don't get it. But think about that story again, and don't assume that it's necessarily serious. I mean, at its most basic level, Acts 20 is a story about a preacher, Paul, whose sermon goes on and on and on until every person in the audience is asleep. Of course, I know none of us have ever experienced that before. We all have never heard a boring sermon. That's an early church problem, not today. But not only does the preacher go on and on, but apparently it's so late and the message is so dry that it lulls one young man into such a deep sleep that he slinks out the window he's been leaning against in an act of classic slapstick humor. I mean, that's the kind of thing you almost expect from the Three Stooges or Buster Keaton. 
And then when Paul and everybody rush down to see if the young man is okay, this is my absolute favorite part. Notice that Paul picks up the young man, says, don't worry, he's okay, before setting him back down and heading right back upstairs to keep on preaching. Paul doesn't even wait to see if the young man is okay. He's got more to say. Not even the fear of death can stop a good preacher who is on a roll. And that isn't even the only comedic scene that Scripture gives us. Think about the false prophet Balaam in Numbers 22 in the Old Testament, who God corrects by showing that his talking donkey is wiser than this false prophet. Or even in the Gospels, think about all the times that the 12 disciples are so confused or so slow to figure out what Jesus is saying that they almost seem to be comic relief. Think about Mark 8 when Jesus tells the disciples, beware the yeast of the Pharisees. And the disciples, taking things way too literally, talk to one another and say, he's mad because we forgot bread. Or there's my absolute favorite comedic scene in Luke 22 when Jesus tells the disciples that once he's gone, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Now Jesus says this metaphorically. He's telling them symbolically to be careful and cautious once he's gone. He doesn't literally want his disciples to start buying weapons and arming themselves. And we know that Jesus is speaking metaphorically because the disciples, whose first guess is usually a swing and a miss, actually start looking around for knives and weapons they find to and say, Jesus, here are two swords, we'll find some more, to which Jesus replies, that's enough. You're, you're good, just sit down before you hurt yourselves. There's even humor sometimes in comparing all the slightly different views, and slightly different understandings that the disciples later reached. When I imagine... Peter and Paul and James and John and the others trying to answer the question, who is Jesus, this Messiah that we've been following around? I can't help but imagine that movie clip sometimes. I imagine them going round and around trying to explain the unexplainable. Jesus was God, yes, but he wasn't fully God. No, he was fully God, just not God the Father. So Jesus is God? No. But yes, meanwhile, Thaddeus is over in the corner talking about the chariot race. And it's okay to laugh about these things. It's okay to imagine the early church theologians going round and around in circles because we don't have all the answers ourselves either. It's okay to laugh at just how many of Jesus' teachings went right over the disciples' heads because sometimes Jesus' teachings go over our heads too. And it's okay to laugh at a preacher who doesn't know when to stop because from the early church to today, we have all felt the power and also the limits of our worship. In the end, it may be that one of the strongest connections we have with our earliest Christian brothers and sisters is our shared ability 
to laugh at our imperfections and to not take ourselves too seriously. We don't laugh at Scripture, but sometimes we laugh with Scripture. However, there is one more reason why comedy as a genre shows up in the Bible. You see, comedy in Scripture isn't just about being funny or being entertaining, but when the Bible uses comedy as a genre, it does so because comedy can sometimes be a very powerful way of making a very important point, not just about the story, but about the way that you expect a story to end. Today, when we think about comedy, we might think about something that's just silly for the sake of being silly, or maybe even something that's offensive and that's meant to mock and ridicule. And while that kind of comedy did exist in the ancient world, that isn't the kind of comedy that appears in the Bible. Far from it, the kind of comedic stories and images that we find in Scripture are humorous, but with a hint of tragedy. There was one biblical scholar, uh, Willie Van Heerden, who put it best, biblical humor encompasses not only pure joy, but also joy with an undertone of sorrow. Comedy in scripture goes hand in hand with loss sometimes, with heartache, with catastrophe, with tragedy, but the big difference between a comedy and a tragedy is how the story ends. From ancient Greek playwrights to William Shakespeare to literally every romantic comedy that you could watch today, most comedies follow the same plot. Things start off really normal, maybe even cheerful. The story moves as so-and-so meets so-and-so, and oh, isn't it funny how much they hate each other? How could these two people ever end up together? And then they do. But then, there's always some sort of loss. Something goes wrong. There's some unthinkable disaster, some sickness that plummets the story down into sadness and tragedy. And usually that tragedy comes unexpectedly. You aren't meant to really see it coming. Life is like that sometimes. It's usually when we're going through our normal daily story that all at once the phone rings and our life can go from a comedy to a tragedy. But while a tragedy will end in that loss, in that heartache, even in that news of death, a comedy will always rise back up to some new peace some new joy, some kind of a new happy ending. That's the thing about a comedy. Comedy isn't just about laughter and silliness. The jokes and the laughs are often secondary. A comedy is a story that hopes and expects a happy ending even when a tragic turn leaves you unable to see it. Comedy is a story in which you can trust, can know, can expect that tragedy is not how the story ultimately ends. 
The tragedy may strike suddenly and without warning, and the tragedy may last for quite a long time, but tragedy is never the final word. A comedy is a story that holds out hope even in the most unexpected, hopeless moment. A comedy is a story that believes one day there will be joy again, even in the most unforeseen, joyless day. And a comedy is a story that knows new peace, new possibilities, new stories, even new life can always come on the other side of every unexpected, tragic plot twist. And so while comedy may not be the kind of story that we expect to find when we open the Bible, sometimes it is exactly the kind of story that we need to find. The Bible doesn't give us comedy just to make us laugh, but because beneath our laughter is the timeless and miraculous reminder that no matter how terrible, how unexpected, or how devastating the tragedies in our life may be, tragedy is not how the story ends. When our laughter at a preacher who puts everyone to sleep is suddenly interrupted by a horrific accident and death, Paul keeps on preaching good news with the comedic expectation that God can bring new life from any sudden loss. When our laughter at the disciples' misunderstanding about swords is suddenly silenced by our anxious fears about how many teachings we might have misunderstood, Jesus keeps on teaching in the comedic hope that the truth will stand. And when our joy at the miracle of Christ Jesus come to save us is suddenly shattered by death on a cross on Good Friday, the gospel story keeps on going in the comedic expectation that a third day will come when Christ will make death itself into a joke. When most of us think about the Bible, the very last thing we think of is comedy. But comedy is there, hiding beneath every page of Scripture. And the miracle is that it's there not just because our God is a God who laughs with us, a God who shares joy with us, but more importantly, it is there because the story of our faith is a story written by an author of life who will not let our story end in tragedy, no matter how unexpected or tragic the plot twists in our life may be. We are a people who laugh, who cry, and who expect with comedic hope that new stories and new life can always be found on the other side of tragedy. And we are a people who live with the comedic joy of knowing that wherever the plot may lead, Christ Jesus can always find a happy ending. And thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me.
Christ Jesus, make us part of your story and be the author who holds tomorrow's pen. Lord, make us a comedic people by the blessings, the joy, the laughter, and the love that we feel. And make us a comedic people in the hope that we hold fast to that the tragedies and painful chapters of our life will not be final. Christ, like Paul, give us the expectation of life that is so strong it can face death itself and say it is all right. Christ, like Peter, give us the faithful humility to follow you even when we get it wrong. And Christ, like your scriptures, give us the humor to laugh and the humor to trust in the final ending that you will one day write for us. It is in your holy, humorous, and sacred name that we pray. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Let us know what you think on Facebook or our YouTube channel. May God bless you and keep you safe this week. Go in peace.